Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Debian News for 7-10-2019. The semi-daily news that even plants crave and anchors number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into that news. First is from GameSpot and written by Kevin Nezovic. Pokemon Go Armored Mewtwo available now for a limited time. The legendary Pokemon Mewtwo has returned to Pokemon Go for a limited time following Groudon's departure from the game. The powerful psychic type is back again in raid battles through the end of July. And this time around, it's donning some special armor. To coincide with the Japanese release of Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, a CG remake of the first Pokemon movie, every Mewtwo you encounter in raids will be wearing its armor from the film. This marks for the first time Armored Mewtwo has appeared in any Pokemon game, so you won't want to miss your chance to catch one. Along with its different appearance, Armored Mewtwo has more defensive stats and is capable of knowing different moves in its standard form. Armored Mewtwo will appear in 5-star raids until 1pm Pacific Time, 4pm Eastern, 9pm BST on July 31st, so you have until then to add one to your collection. Despite its different stats and appearance, the Pokemon is still a pure psychic type, so your best bet is to bring along Dark Ghost and Bug Pokemon, such as Dark Cray, Giratana, and Scizor when you challenge it in battle. If your team manages to defeat Mewtwo, everyone who participated in the raid will earn a chance to catch it. Mewtwo isn't the only legendary making an encore appearance in Pokemon Go this month. As a reward for completing enough global challenges during the recent Pokemon Go Fest event in Dartmund, Germany, Niantic is bringing Entei back for a special raid day on Sunday, July 14th. The legendary will appear in 5-star raids from 4 to 7 p.m. local time, and you'll be able to capture its shiny form if you can come across one. I feel like such an old fogey when I'm trying to pronounce Pokemon names and just getting them so wrong. <laughs> Second is from IGN, written by Matt Perslow. The Division 2 update adds raid matchmaking. A new update for the Division 2 adds matchmaking for the Operation Dark Hours raid, alongside a range of other improvements and two new missions. The DC Outskirts Expeditions update adds a new Discovery difficulty mode to the Operation Dark Hours raid, which allows matchmaking. Unfortunately, Discovery mode does not allow players to pick up the exotic loot available in the normal mode version of the raid, but Ubisoft promises a variety of great rewards will be available in Discovery runs of the activity. Ubisoft explains that the Discovery difficulty mode has been added to allow more players to experience the Division 2 in its entirety. Matchmaking will help players who don't have a full raiding team quickly pull together enough players to enter the raid rather than having to find people via the chat or internet forums. This finally addresses an issue from back in May when it, it, it was revealed that The Division 2 would not support matchmaking, despite the original message from Ubisoft being that every activity in the game would have matchmaking. In addition to discovery difficulty, the DC Outskirts Expeditions update also adds two new main missions, Camp White Oak and Manning National Zoo. There's also a new experience called Expeditions, which are made up of three themed wings that players must complete on a weekly basis. Completing all three wings unlocks a treasure room for players to claim rewards from. As well as new missions, activity, <clears throat> new missions and activities, there are four new gear items, the Exotic Diamondback Rifle, the Stoner LMG, the Carbine 7, and Exotic BTSU Data Gloves. And two new classified assignments in Washington Central Aquarium and NSA Site B13. 
The assignments are exclusive to year one pass holders. The DC Outskirts Expedition update will be available July 30th for all players and on July 23rd for year one pass holders. Now, this discovery mode for the Operations Dark Hours raid is the lamest thing I have seen in a while. Oh my god, why would you willingly play the raid and not be able to get all of the bonuses and perks of it? Discovery mode so you can go through and just beat it. Oh, this is our way of dumbing down the raid uh, and, and so for those people who want to play it. But we're also going to punish you uh, because we also made it too hard, especially for console players. What is going on? What is going on? This is weak. Hi, everybody. Anthony from Dad's Beards Nerds here, here to tell you about our sponsorship program, a wonderful way to help support us and another way if you are a business or just someone who wants something red. Our sponsorships cost 100 for a week or 200 for three weeks. Your ad will be read over our week's worth of content, which includes DBN News, any reviews we might do, and our DBN Prime podcast. If this sounds something that interests you, then contact us at gmail at dadsbeardsnerds at gmail.com. We look forward to working with you, and we look forward to hearing from you. Now, enjoy the rest of the show. Third is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Microsoft patent reveals detachable Joy-Con style controllers. A new patent filed by Microsoft details a new design for removable game controllers that could function akin to Nintendo's Joy-Con controllers. As reported by Windows Latest, the patent was filed by Microsoft in 2017, but has only just been published by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The patent itself is for a charging device, but the removable input modules, the device charges are controllers that can be attached to a touchscreen mobile device. Illustrations in the patent show the basic structure of a traditional Xbox controller that can be split into two halves. When in the charging device, they appear more like a traditional controller, akin to how Joy-Cons look when docked into the controller peripheral. The modules are designed to be attached to handheld devices in a way that prevents obscuring too much of the screen. The images show what appears to be two modules clamped to the bezels of a tablet, creating a switch-like setup. The patent describes that the controllers or the controller modules can be removed when the user has finished playing and then reattached when they want to resume play. The patent notes that the controller could be attached to the, to the same or different touchscreen device, suggesting that the controllers are not designed for exclusive use on a single system. This is actually really cool. I saw the pictures of this uh, this patent for this controller, and it looks really awesome, really intuitive. Um, Microsoft is really doubling down on that cloud gaming and also just making gaming accessible for everybody. So good on them. Uh, they, they just, they look awesome. So yeah, fucking, it's awesome. And the last one, the big news of the day is from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst. Nintendo Switch Lite specs, features, and release date announced. Now, this is a long one, so buckle up, buttercup, because it's going to be awesome. Nintendo Switch Lite specs, features, and release date announced. I realize I just read that, but I'm reading it again. Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch Lite, which releases September 20th, 2019, in three different colors. At a glance, the Nintendo Switch Lite features smaller 5.5-inch touchscreen, lighter all-in-one design, D-pad style control pad, improved three to seven hour battery life, no IR or HD rumble functions, no ability to dock to, to the TV or play in tabletop mode. Also, there are no detachable Joy-Con controllers. The Nintendo Switch Lite will be available in yellow, gray, and turquoise for $199.99 USD. 
adding Nintendo Switch Lite to the lineup gives games more color and price point options, said Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser. Now consumers can choose the system that best suits how they like to play their favorite Nintendo Switch games. Nintendo Switch Lite is smaller than the original Switch, has no kickstand, and does not support video output to TV. So it features no dock or AT HDMI, <laughs> I said ATMI, HDMI cable. The Nintendo Switch Lite is designed specifically for handheld play and features built-in controllers with an actual connected D-pad, as opposed to the separated one featured on the Nintendo Switch's Joy-Cons. The new screen is 5.5 inches as opposed to the original 6.2 inches screen, and the system weighs 0.61 pounds. The original weighs 0.88 pounds with the Joy-Cons attached. Nintendo Switch Lite also features a battery life of 3 to 7 hours, a slight improvement over the original's 2.5 to 6.5 hours. Nintendo outlined an example that the battery will last approximately three hours while playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on the regular Switch, whereas playing the same game on the Switch Lite will last four hours, giving players an extra hour of gameplay before having to charge. Nintendo says the Nintendo Switch Lite will also support all games in the robust Nintendo Switch library that support handheld mode, although some games will have restrictions. For games without handheld mode support, players will be able to wirelessly connect compatible controllers, including separate Joy-Con controllers. This will be the only way to have rumble enabled, as the Switch Lite does not feature any rumble in its connected controllers. There will also be a special edition Pokemon Sword and Shield Nintendo Switch Lite, which will feature legendary Pokemon Zekayan and Zamzenta for $199 USD, but it does not include either Pokemon Sword or Shield. It will be released on November 8th, 2019. This new Nintendo Switch launches alongside the remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on September 20th, which also features a dungeon builder, the return of the color dungeon, and so much more. Okay, all of this is awesome. I'm on board for all of this because this is perfect because I can buy my children the normal Switch. They can play inside. And I can get myself the handheld version. The thing that baffles me right now is there's a Pokemon Sword and Shield Special Edition that does not come with Pokemon Sword or Shield. Let me repeat that. There is a Pokemon Sword and Shield Special Edition that does not come with the, one of the games that it features on its case. What? That is bonkers. This team was a home run and somehow they managed to just score triple. What is happening, Nintendo? And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by heading over to our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds and recording a voice message for us for us to put on the podcast shows. If you'd like to support the podcast and listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Next, find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds. Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast, Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dad's Beards Nerds, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you can find that link in our Twitter bio and in the show notes for every show that we produce and record. My name's Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.